0: Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Andrew here with Connor and our guest, Anthony Bertonson. How are you doing today, Anthony?
1: I'm doing absolutely amazing today, man. How are you doing?
0: Dude, loving <laughs> life. So thanks for coming on to the podcast. For those of you who don't know, Anthony is a rising TikTok sensation. Has built a tremendous personal brand and you just cleared over. How many followers on the platform would you say?
1: Uh, we'll be hitting 1.6 million this week.
0: Okay, and how long have you been, right? You know, rising and grinding on TikTok.
1: I got on the app back in August, so it's been about almost twelve months now. It's been about eleven right now. Wild! That's some
0: some super fast growth. So, tell the audience a little bit. Tell you know some of our listeners about yourself what it is that you do i know we say you're a tiktok celebrity and (laughs) you know people kind of let that get to their heads but if you had to
1: describe yourself in as little words as possible what would you uh what would you say um honestly i'd say someone who's i'm someone who's just striving to help as many people as possible in life um mainly with tiktok i've always dreamt of having an audience that i'm able to impact and you know influence and actually be someone that is influencing them instead of just kind of producing a bunch of randomness so um that's mainly what I strive for
2: with my audience now and I've been very grateful and blessed to have achieved that over the last year so Anthony I know you you put a lot of focus on serving other people how Mm -hmm. do you think that's changed how people receive your content because it's very different uh and we can talk about the discord group and that kind of stuff here yep yep. uh, coming up but how has that changed uh, in, in your mind how people receive your content
1: well, mainly uh, with TikTok, obviously, I don't know who all has seen my content listening or even in here, but mainly on TikTok, I post story times, comedy story times. So my content's not really focused on necessarily helping people that in that aspect, mm-hmm. but the content does make people smile. It does cheer people up on a regular basis. And I've been told that numerous times now, but I kind of use that as the main driving force and filtering that down into like that thousand true fans concept. Hmm. Um, so I kind of use the comedy as a way for virality. And then with those huge ass numbers on the views I'm getting and stuff like that, I'm able to filter down into a number of people that are there for what I'm actually trying to spread the message. Um, and then that number's still
2: larger than if I was just preaching that in the initial beginning stages of posting. Yeah, I love it. Tell, so, so share with the, everybody a little bit about the the discord group and that small, you know, thousand people that you just stated there, what you're doing. So, yeah, yeah yeah,
1: so when i first got on TikTok back in august i didn't start streaming until i hit about 32k because i was always super nervous about uh people not joining when i would start a live stream i was just super self-conscious about that so i never did it but when i started live streaming i quickly realized that a lot of people were going through just everyday struggles and some people were just going through some really crazy stuff um in their personal lives that was just super um it, it touched my heart and it was honestly like sad and i was praying for everybody on a daily basis but a lot of people just opened up to me, like, very quickly. Like, I don't think I did anything specifically to where they would do that. They kind of just were seeking help and just, like, assumed or thought that I would respond. Um, and since I only had, like, 8 to 30 people in a live stream at the time, I was responding to every single question. Mm-hmm. And my live streams quickly turned into kind of like a, like a therapy session almost. <laughs> and within about a month or two after that, uh, it got to the point where I could no longer respond to every comment in my live streams and help as many people as I wanted to, because I just couldn't see all the comments. So I started the Discord server. Um, it was either that or a Facebook group, and I personally, as someone who's started both, I prefer Discord, just because you can do a lot more stuff in there, and then also keep it way more engaged. Um, so I started a Discord server, and not necessarily for it to be something where people can come on and you know talk to Anthony, but uh, it's a community where you can go make new friends. If you need advice, you can get advice from people in like seconds. Um, you can have people pray for you, you can get help with school, college, you can read, there's book club, Bible study, um, but then there's also a bunch of fun stuff, so there's games, music, um, share memes, there's a whole Snapchat section, and then we do Discord nights every Saturday and Discord events once a month, so there's a lot to it, but it's turned into something now where it's kind of, um, it's, it's a whole community, but it's a test group for something I'm wanting to do later this year.
0: Gotcha, so what would, would you say, how has the pandemic? I know you probably you didn't start the Discord with the purpose of, you know, having some, you know, with the mindset yeah, yeah. of the pandemic, right? But how has the group, I guess, acted? I mean, as a, you know, you talk about it like a community social club, mm-hmm. with the pandemic going on and when that first started, how was the activity in the group? Did you see it uptick? Did you see people taking, you know, advantage of it and going, hmm? I can't go out and see my friends in person because of quarantine and and Mm -hmm. stay at home orders. So I'm going to go hop on here with the rest of everybody and,
1: you know, have all that good uh, conversation. Yeah, no, it was definitely good timing. Um, Obviously, didn't know quarantine was going to happen when I first made it, I think, in September of last year. Um, But the engagement definitely boosted because we did our first Discord event, which we do once a month. It's like a week long event where we'll either divide people up into teams for a certain game or, contest or it's like one night thing it depends but the first the first one we did was uh we divided people into teams of six and we played clue we had like a giant game of clue and that month i think we had 100 people active at all times of the day 50 to 100 people active at like any part any part of the day no matter what time zone you were in there was always people online just because people were from south africa new zealand europe like all over the country um in the world so engagement definitely spiked, and the Discord was super active. And since then, we've been doing those Discord events, like I said, once a month. Um, and always those weeks, the engagement is on par. It's it's
2: good. <laughs> I love it. So you know, I obviously I, I know your backstory, and you shared that, and uh, we can even link your podcast below where you kind of talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you know where where did this this positivity, this message of love and happiness, where did this kind of stem from? Was it one specific event? You know, what motivated you to to start pushing this uh, with the, the group of people that you have? Yeah, so I'm not even sure how much
1: you guys know about kind of what happened last year towards the end of Build Your Empire and everything early 2019. But um, long story short, uh, after I kind of left that whole group, I just was really focused on money. My morals and values kind of fell out very quickly, started getting involved with the wrong freelance jobs, the wrong types of people, started spending my time in the wrong businesses stuff like that. And I just quickly just fell into a really dark hole of depression. Um, I ended up getting drugged in like May by some people I trusted. And that night after, you know, almost like I thought I was genuinely going to die. I just booked a plane ticket home in the middle of the night and came back here to reset. And I've been back here since. But um, when I got back here, it was super depressed, obviously, because I came back, all my friends were in college, nobody was actually here. You know, I work for myself. So I'm not really leaving the house at all. And really wasn't socializing and was just kind of sitting in the same room for every day. So during that time, I started spending a lot of time getting closer to God, spending it on my religion, uh, and then also working on self-development. And when I started TikTok, I was because Gary V. Gary V is literally like done. He's changed my life twice now. But got on TikTok because of Gary V. And really tried figuring out the the whole platform. And within like a month, hit 10K. And... Like I said, it started with those live streams because when I hit that 32K, started live streaming, kind of when um, I started streaming and during the streaming and everything like that uh, is when I quickly connected with my audience. Like I kind of mentioned earlier, a lot of them were just reaching out to me for help, for advice and I resonated with that because like I said, for the last four or five months, I was going through absolute hell, was completely down on myself and a lot of work with in regards to self-development so the whole positivity kind of movement I started streamed from those initial live streams and me impact and then them turning into longtime supporters. Um, and that's it. Just from there, it's history.
0: I love it. So I guess, you know, taking from that, my next question would be, did you go into TikTok with an intent of trying to build a personal brand? More or less, did you ever think of maybe... I know because we had met, you know, uh, almost what, probably a year and a half, two years ago at the Build Your Empire team. What did you ever think that you would end up as a, you know, a a vlogging type TikTok YouTube personality? Because I know, remember when we met, you were a lot of, you know, film and photography and that was your real, you know, a lot of that videography and content creation. And now you find yourself in some sort of a similar position, right? I met, I mean, I met Mm -hmm. the majority of your contacts probably filmed on on an iphone front-facing camera right but what's your uh you know did you ever think you'd end up in that position
1: um honestly no uh at the time when i was a part of build your empire when we initially met i was the content guy so i was you know the one making all the photos videos advertisements and stuff for everybody involved in that company that brand at the time uh and i always wanted to kind of be my own like Person And I mean, like, since for the last eight years, I've been trying to pursue social media, I started making YouTube videos, tried to make that happen, started vlogging, making gaming videos, and none of it really worked. And the first thing I got recognition for was my travel videos and that type of editing, which is what um, got the attention of Kieran and Casey and everybody at Build Your Empire. Um, so for that, I kind of just rode with it. That was the first opportunity I got after, you know, six years of grinding to try to make something out of social media. So I immediately took it, but the long-term goal was always to establish my own personal brand, whether that be following wise or even just like a small little community. And when I got on TikTok, my whole, my whole initial goal was just to make people smile, make people laugh because I think the great personal satisfaction comes from contribution. And as somebody who was you know, super depressed when I initially got on the platform, I just wanted to make other people smile because that's kind of what I was looking for at the time myself. Um, and I think because of that and not really giving, you know, a crap at all about what the numbers were looking like is why I blew up so quickly last fall. Um, but now that I have established my own personal brand, it's definitely like 10,000 times better since I can kind of like go off my own thought. It's like working for somebody. If you go to have a nine to five job, it's kind of like honestly how I viewed working at Build Your Empire, just because as the content guy I didn't have too much say in what we were doing. Um, or what I was even creating for that matter. But um, now it's it's a lot better. I like it 10,000 times more.
0: So what's some of the things I guess that, uh, you know, that you set as foundations for your personal brand? Because I know you did story times and a lot of comedy. And you know, you kind of built that foundation with your audience that allowed you to grow really fast. Uh, what What do you see with yourself? kind of moving forward, building your brand. I know it's about community and I know you have a clothing line now. What's, uh, you know, long-term thinking, what's what's it looking like for you?
1: So I think the initial like grounds I built my personal brand are, are like you said, community and responding to people. I responded to every single comment on my TikToks up until I hit like 600K. Um, so I'd literally stay up till three. I'd stay up two extra hours every single night, respond to every Instagram DM get myself carpal tunnel, responding to, you know, the thousand TikTok comments, at least saying something to every person. Mm. And I did that every single day on like two or three videos. So a lot of my time was spent just responding to people. And then when I, uh, when I started that discord server, uh, it's, I, I don't know if you guys have started Facebook groups, but it's super hard to even get anybody into any community and to stay active, especially when no one's in there and it's not even established yet. So the main way I did that was just by caring, like, a intense, just sharing an intense amount of love with every single person that would join the discord server and talking to them every single day, because that's the only way they would really stay in there. Cause if I stopped talking to them for four days, there's only like, you know, five, six people in there. And the chances are, they're not going to start talking to each other too much. Um, so I, I built the whole thing based off communication and like being in that position, you know, three years ago, four years ago, I was watching YouTube every single day. I'd see somebody with a million subscribers. And then one day they'd like my comment. They wouldn't even respond to it. they just like it in like the YouTube con- like comment section, and I'd flip shit. Like it'd be so cool to have you know your favorite creator um like a comment, let alone respond to your comment, follow you, even send you a like a video message, like any of that stuff. So I build my whole personal brand now off that same concept. Like I add back every single person on Snapchat, and then every so often. Um, It'll be someone's birthday and then they don't even have to snap me But I'll just send them like a 60-second video message saying happy birthday different stuff like that And it just makes people's days. So from being in that position I kind of know what it feels like to do those things and now that I do that for other people um, That's what I try to do on a regular basis, but going into later this year moving forward like I touched on earlier um, I have this vision of starting kind of a boss babe type community. If you're familiar with that company out of the UK, uh, they've just built this insane community that helps women specifically, um, like build their financial goals and it's all about self-development, stuff like that. So I want to take that concept, but kind of, uh, gear it towards mental health. So I want to create a community that people can go into and get serious help in regards to getting out of depression, dealing with anxiety Self doubt, and just make it a whole transformative community where somebody can go in and completely change their life within you know sixty to ninety days of
2: leaving. So that's that's the that's the end goal. I love that. That's that's impressive. So you you talk a lot about giving and serving. How has that helped you to stay humble through this process? Because obviously, I mean, you know, you you get a lot of eyes, you get a lot of attention on you. People talk to you. You know what I mean? And I'm sure that like I know when you. It wasn't that way, obviously, right? So how, how okay. have you stayed humble, and how has the... the or if the you
0: haven't stayed humble, what have you done? What yeah. have
2: you no, I'm <laughs> <Okay>. just kidding. <laughs>
1: um, to be completely honest, nothing's really changed in regards to, like, personality or anything like that. Uh, a year ago today, I had three thousand followers total on all platforms, like, total on Instagram. And then, you know, a year later, we're at 1.6 cumulative million followers now. Um, and honestly, not much has changed because I think everything in life, um, like it comes at the best possible time when, when like I, since I'm a Christian, I think God, like you have to be in the right mentality, um, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and everything to receive whatever it is you're pursuing. I think that comes at a specific time. And I think if this same thing happened, for example, when I was living down in Arizona, ego would have been way up and it would have turned me into a whole different person and honestly, would have probably ended 10,000 times worse than it did. So I think I had to hit that rock bottom point and get humbled by coming back to Kansas City and figuring out my stuff for myself. Um, I think that's what sparked that kind of starting because now it's I'm definitely a lot more humble about having all the followers. I'm grateful for it. And just like I make sure to respond to every time somebody makes me a little Instagram edit of my photos or something because it's like that person seriously took time out of their day to make that or people come to my live streams or whatever. So I appreciate it all, a lot more. And I'm definitely able to say a lot more humble about it now that I have been on both sides of that.
0: Definitely. So let's kind of get into some of the tactical type information about TikTok. Because I know uh, there's a lot of people, a lot of young creators, just the same as when they started YouTube, um, yeah. wanting to build an audience, striving to build that brand and they see TikTok as as the best platform to do that. Um, yep. So if we can get into the algorithm, you know, and stuff like that a little bit. What was one of the first things you noticed getting on the platform as you, you know, when you created your account, you signed up with your email, you know. Uh, yep. What was uh, what was one of the first things that you noticed that this kind of played into how
2: you build content today?
1: Well, the first thing I noticed was that the algorithm is 10,000. It's it's so much more complicated than Instagram or YouTube because I, I think it changes on like a daily basis or like every other day basis. Something's changing about the algorithm because I noticed when I started it's like I'll go through phases where for a month I'll gain like 250k and every single video will do over 250,000 views, like something crazy like that. And then the next month, I'm posting the same type of content, but it'll do, you know, 75 to 100,000 views, won't do too well for like a month, and then the follower count will drop. And it kind of just, it it adjusts, it like goes in waves and kind of picks out different content to push out each month is what I noticed. So when I initially started, I was using sounds all the time. Because using sounds is definitely the most um, like reasonable and like achievable. Go live on that platform just because if you get to the top of one of the sounds, um, every person that uses that sound is going to go binge watch, you know, six to 10 of those, um, whatever trend it is. And if your video is going to be the first one shown, you're going to be getting views for months after you originally posted that. And a good example of that is I had a video that I posted back in the fall about figuring out that ceiling fans like switch directions, like from summer to winter mode and Mm -hmm. um when i initially posted i got a few hundred thousand views but then now last month almost five months after i initially made that video somebody used my original sound which had like four or five thousand uses um and her video got like 10 millions or something crazy like that with my voice over her video um and from that got contacted by daily mail yahoo buzzfeed and a bunch of other things and just got PR all over the place because of this one video that, you know, I posted five months ago, that's just now getting attention for some reason. So when you create a sound that people are able to use or you just use sounds in general, uh, your chances of going viral a lot greater, but I took on the route of doing comedy on the platform because original content, I think has the potential to go more viral, um, quicker, than with sounds. For example, like when Vine was in its prime and everything like that, there wasn't really a sound concept. It was like if somebody made a funny video, that video is still getting shown on YouTube like Vine compilations today and stuff like that because it's original. It's not like, you know. Side note, will you end
0: up, yeah, will you be ending up in a TikTok compilation and say 10 years from now? Do you see, we're gonna be watching your fans on YouTube. I've
1: had a few compilations made of my content before for sure. Um, but I'm not too sure about that one. It's definitely interesting. (laughs) Kind of going back towards my strategy going into it was I used the remake strategy a lot, um, in regards to jokes and stuff like that. When I first started, I was, um, using my own personal stories. I was exaggerating some of my personal stories to make them more funny. I would see a joke on Twitter and then I'd build out a whole story around it and then make the joke, the punchline. Um, I think the Remix strategy is a super suit. I mean, it's been proven multiple times with YouTube and everything. But I think it's a super great way to just get started if you're not necessarily a creative person. Uh, maybe you're a business owner or you just um, want to maybe start pursuing social media uh, using the Remix strategy is something where you can just replicate somebody, put it your own little spin on it and then start doing well pretty quickly.
0: So next question for you, is TikTok only for teenagers, young millennials, Gen Z, or can you see companies, older people? I know there's every once in a while we see on the platform, you know, you see old, you know, older, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, grandparents and, you know, uh, on there doing funny stuff. What's your kind of take on the
1: demographic? Who, who's ideal for the platform and who's not? Um, I'd see, I honestly, I think the platform is for everybody. If you're just an entertaining person or have a specific message to spread, because there's like 30-year-old dentists that I've seen on the platform who have like two or three million followers. Um, There's lawyers. Someone has to add the lawyer or whatever. And I mean, just by him being on the platform, having, you know, the follower account he does, if he has all these younger kids following him and then say one of them, you know, they're getting into some car crash or, you know, like a soul problem or I don't know, um, their kids will be like, "Oh, use this guy," and then maybe he lives locally, and then he gets business from just like someone's kid seeing him on TikTok, and like, "This guy kills it," um, stuff like that. So I think I think TikTok's definitely for everybody when you use it correctly. I've been able to drive a ton of traffic to my Instagram and YouTube um, just from TikTok. Like just this over the last week, I've I think pushed 12 or 13k just to my Instagram uh, with a giveaway. So the potential for just the reach right now is like, you can't do it on any other platform. And if you do it correctly, it's gonna benefit your website, your email list, your Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, whatever. You just gotta have that creative mentality and figure out how you can take advantage of that like audience on there. Cause I'd say the main audience is like six four, um, or at least that's what my demographic is. But I think, honestly, you can be on there. I've had – there's people that are, like, 50, 60, 70 that follow me. So I think it just depends. It depends on what you're trying to do, but I think it's definitely doable.
0: Okay. So then I guess the next question, and this kind of relates to you driving traffic to other platforms. Connor and I spoke about this the other day. So Secretary of State Pompeo mentioned a possible ban for TikTok because of – potential Chinese surveillance. What are your thoughts on that as a TikTok guru in a sense? Um, yeah. you know, what's going through your mind right now? And uh, you know, give us
1: give us kind of an insight. Well, obviously if it were to happen, definitely want to, you know, cover my ass there. So that's why I did do that push to Instagram this week just to try to get up over that hundred K mark. And then I'm doing the same thing with YouTube since I started YouTube recently, got ten K on there this week. But um Personally, I don't see it getting taken down, at least, like, anytime soon. Um, And my reasoning behind that is because in India, they had a bit of a warning, like, a few days' notice. Like, oh, hey, Friday or Saturday, we're going to be taking it off the App Store. Um, And then some of my followers have mentioned now, like, you can't get on the App Store, and then when you open the app, nothing loads. It's just an error message. But, um, like, a couple days ago, TikTok had a glitch where all the views, all the likes, comments, like, zeroed out. It was just zeros all across the platform and people were like, Oh my god, like this is it, it's happening today. Shit. So um immediately as soon as that started going down, TikTok support on Twitter tweeted out like less than like ten minutes after it happened. They're like, This is a glitch, uh, we're getting it fixed right now, keep you posted type thing. Like their response to it was like fairly quickly. Um, and I, I figured like if it were to actually get taken down, they'd do a similar thing to what India did and be like, Okay, next Friday it's getting taken off the app store. Um, give people a bit of a notice. But then also I signed to a talent agency um, two weeks ago and some of the top uh, influencers in the talent agency are like some of the biggest creators on TikTok. And all of them have been told and are in contact with whoever you know their friends are at TikTok that nothing's really going on right now in regards to potentially taking it down, that it's gotta go through some stuff first before that could even potentially happen but they don't seem too stressed about it. They, you know, still nonchalantly push their traffic over to different platforms in case something were to happen. So that's kind of the only thing I'm really doing right now, but I'm honestly not stressing too much about the platform itself getting taken down just because, I mean, it it provides so much money. One of the main owners, founders is American, main headquarters is in LA. Um, There's a lot of different apps that leak your information to different countries, so (laughs) I'm not too too stressed about it.
2: Uh, so, so you brought up signing with the the talent agency. What does that mean to you? Obviously, like you said, you've been working at this for you know eight years creating content. So, what does that mean to you personally? Uh, and then, what what should we expect in the future with that? You know, is that going to propel you forward in in different ways? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So, obviously, um, I was super hyped about it, especially because um, the talent agency specifically is Talent X, um, and I got introduced by my buddy Ashwin Jacob to um, the owner Warren Lynch. Or one of the ceos and then he passed me straight to the talent manager and through that was able to i was able to get signed as one of the smaller creators since they usually sign bigger ones um so i was super grateful for that super awesome team i'm super happy to be a part of it and super excited to move forward in regards to just collaborating with them but as someone who's been pursuing social media like i said for eight years now that was kind of like a dream come true to be signed for a talent agency Um, just because it's another kind of like level of reassurance that it's actually paying off or starting to at least. Um, So moving forward, definitely am planning on trying to do more collaborations with other influencers signed to the agency. Um, They're going to be bringing brand deals, um, different collaborations. They offered merch help, but I'm doing all my own merch right now. So I'm holding off on that. Um, But I'm super excited about it. I'm planning later this year to make a trip to LA and hopefully trying to get some good collaborations out of that through that agency.
2: Mm -hmm. I love it. So you brought up uh, briefly there, the email list, and I know I've seen you post about it a couple times, uh, more of a tactical question with the engagement that you get on that email list and how many opens you get. Uh, I forget what the specific number was, but I think it was, it was pretty high up there. How have you done yeah. that? Are you still doing that today? Are you still getting that?
1: Yeah. 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 So um, my email list is something I started in May. I started like less than like about two months ago. And got like 2,500 people over the, on the email list now. And the main thing I do with that is just provide value to people. More like like it's like Gary V's tactic: jab, 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 like right hook.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, every Sunday, I send out a positive email that's meant to kind of just provide value to somebody. I don't sell anything. I don't pitch anything. Try to get them to sign up or send them anywhere. Uh, it's literally just like five minute read. And 90% of the time, I think somebody reading it will get something out of it just because I have so many different aspects of the email. But when I first started that and had the list under like 1250 people, I was getting over like 100% open rates. Like every email I send out, people were opening the emails. Hmm. And I increased that and kind of kept that going because every once in a while I would randomly give away a gift card at like the bottom of the email. So it forced people to have to read most of it and cause them to be unique um, opens. So my, you know, click through rate would be better. And through randomly just putting gift cards in there, the emails would get opened because people would want to check out to see what's going on. So then when I do a merge drop or something like that, they're still going to open it to mm-hmm. at least check it out what it is. And like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then they'll click it go to my website. Um, now, since the list is getting a little bigger, I think we're at like 80, 85% open rates. Uh, last time I checked with Clavio, but um, still just keeping that engagement the same, providing the same amount of content. The only kind of salesy stuff I do is when we do merch once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do a seven day out uh, email and then a 4828 in the day of email. Mm-hmm. So that kind of week, I kind of spam them a little bit with like four or five emails. But the rest of the time it's just one email a week that's just providing a value for entertainment.
2: Yeah. With, uh, with YouTube specifically, obviously, you know, getting the, the initial base, I think is the hardest thing to do. Uh, and a lot of people struggle with it if they don't have followers on other platforms that they can drive to YouTube. Uh, yep. You said you just passed 10K. What are your plans with YouTube moving forward? How do you plan to continue to grow that? And you know, what are you going to be posting about? What can we expect there?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the whole plan with YouTube, at least right now, is start while in quarantine. Because I'm still quarantined. I haven't left my house in like six months. Um, <laughs> I, uh, the main plan right now is just to do story times. So this past week, I did an extended version of a story I told on TikTok. I got almost a million views. So was able to drive a good amount of people over to that. And I want to kind of turn it into a, um, a TV show. is like the kind of whole um, concept with the YouTube channel. And since as I did videography and everything like that, I'm pretty good at editing. I like to think. Um, I make super high quality video story times, at least right now until quarantine ends, where I'm doing, you know, standing up, have my camera rolling, talking at the camera, but then also have... You know, B-roll from California and different experiences, or whatever story I'm talking about, just turning that all into one thing. Adding music, sound effects, different stuff, pop-ups, and just kind of turning it into a really high-quality story time, as opposed to my TikToks, which 90% of the time are um, just you know me holding my iPhone and then every once in a while I to use my camera. But um, that's what I'm doing on YouTube as of right now. Moving forward, definitely want to get more into like travel type content where i'm able to combine you know christian guzman with david dobrik with um like Jay alvarez all into like one video is like initially what i would want to do because i'd love to do that but starting off with youtube um i definitely definitely am trying to take advantage of story times on uh TikTok and offering you know extended like exclusive versions on youtube is the main way i'm driving my traffic over there so this past week um, did that same giveaway post I did it for the Instagram was able to get 6,000 people to, um, the YouTube channel and I'm not posting too much on YouTube right now, just cause I want to make sure that I can take advantage of TikTok as much as I can. If it gets taken down or anything like that, I want to be spending most of my time there. So like all day today, I'm going to be making TikToks for this week. Um, but driving that traffic over there with those extended story times is definitely the main way I'm getting people at least to go over there right now.
0: Definitely. No, that's great. So, as we're kind of wrapping up here, you know, one more question. For, you know, the young entrepreneur, the young creative person, what would be your best piece of advice if they're getting started on TikTok and they want to grow super duper fast?
1: Um, be patient is probably the number one thing. As I've mentioned a few times in this podcast, I've been, you know, I started making Minecraft commentaries call of duty black ops 2 gameplays that started switching into vlogging um because that wasn't working out for me faze clan started vlogging i started vlogging and i saw big os tv now starting to come up so i started doing prank videos when i went into community college and then that changed into travel videos so that all like i've switched like six or seven times now before i got on tiktok and for like seven of the eight years i was on social media or am on social media nobody was watching the content. Like there was a few hundred people, max on all my platforms that were kind of watching my videos and stuff like that. And it wasn't until, you know, just within the last year that I'm able to have, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds and thousands of people watch my content on a daily basis. So whatever you're pursuing, be patient. It might not come right away, but everything you're doing is gonna build on your skill sets, your quality traits, everything. And then once you are able to actually make it happen, you're going to be able to take full advantage of it knowing all of the stuff you like have known from the trial and error so
0: definitely love patient. that love that so where can our listeners find more about you where can they connect with you
1: uh the main two places you can find everything is my instagram which is just anthony Bertonson, b-r-t-o-n-c-i-n and then my tiktok which is just at Bertonson. so those are the main Small two place. platforms and from everything else you can uh you can find from there
0: Love it. Anthony, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. No problem, my guy.